This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will dream it. Yeah, 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 they want to know. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And that was a second take on that intro, which I feel like I've done 90 times and cannot ever get right. You kind of just, it's, it's, you, you garble the words together. It's like you're trying to get this over with. As though you don't love doing this. I don't know what you mean. It's midnight on a Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know what you could possibly mean by so, me wanting to get it over. I just got in on a flight from L.A., on a flight from LA. That's why we didn't have a Monday episode. We are so sorry. Hey, but you know what? We didn't have a Monday episode, but we do have a great story for you guys. We do. Fortunately, we do have a good episode this week to make up for the lost episode. The lost Monday episode. No one knows what we ever would have talked about. Because we have Ashley I from The Bachelor, everyone's favorite um, like crying virgin. <laughs> We're allowed to say that. No, you are, but it's like, it sounds so derogatory. It's like, she's a virgin who can't drive. But it's just, that's literally what she that's calls her herself. Brand. As you will see um, in our interview with in her, interview. we talk about that. She conveniently doesn't mention she has a new podcast uh, that I think already dropped. We talked to her a week or two ago um, right. with Ben from... The ben, the Just Friends. Ben, Just Friends. So she has two podcasts now. Two podcasts, girl. Wow. Ashley. But yeah, tell the story, Lindsay. Tell the story about what, what happened in... in Los Angeles when we weren't so, recording a Monday episode of the podcast. This weekend, we were in Los Angeles. Well, for the week. I was there for a week. You're also there for a week. I was there for a week. Um, And it was wild. <laughs> but It was wild. It was wild. But the most exciting thing that happened. So we were <laughs> away. We were there for a wedding of our, our dear friends. It was beautiful. And uh, what the story is and how it relates to this podcast, although kind of everything relates to this podcast nowadays. But we go to this wedding and, um, you know, there were a few kind of, you know, it's L.A. So there's a few like who's there. We spot a few people I knew were going to be there. A little some famous people I like had no interest in talking to because I was too nervous. But out of nowhere, <laughs> one of the best who spottings of my entire life happened at this wedding. Bobby knows because I feel like I... everyone sort of privately had the same reaction where it's like, wait a second. And then confirming with other people later on, a few minutes later, like everyone I think needed maybe five minutes to sit on the information when we saw this who. I just feel like I spent the whole, I spent the first hour, I was a bridesmaid. So I had a lot of, you know, I, I was there for a long time. And so as, as the guests were starting to show up, I'm seeing different people and I'm recognizing a few of them because they're like, you know, friends of this friend who's getting married. So I recognize some, some I don't recognize, some I know the faces, but I can't do the name. So it's like, a, it's like a tough wedding because it's like a bunch of who's, but of your own life. But then right. it's not, not this guy, we're talking about like who's in our lives this guy shows up he's like extremely handsome i'm like this is definitely a famous person but i could not name him his name if you you know put a gun to my head and was like who is he right so i'm like thinking i'm like who is he and then like i think i said to you like who is this guy his you were face. like did you see the who did you see i was like who is he and i think did you you said you knew who was i was like in her shoes i was like royal pains it's royal pains it's from in her shoes royal pain no Royal Pains. Even if you haven't seen Royal Pains, the show, which was on eight seasons on TBS. Eight seasons. You know this guy's face because it was on ads everywhere. He's the Royal Pains guy. This mm -hmm. 
unbelievably recognizable face. So I like the drunker I got, the more I kept being like, Bobby, I should go up to him and be like, characters, welcome. And just thought that was like the funniest joke I've ever made in my whole life. <laughs> you thought it was just the funniest thing in the world. But then it felt like the the walls were kind of closing in on me with this who because everywhere I looked, he was there. I'm dancing. I looked to he my left. There. there he is. I look. They're doing the horror. I looked to my right. He's holding the chair. He's <laughs> fucking royal no, pains guy. It was his idea. To do, he was like, we got to do the chair. Oh. So Royal Payne, what's his real name? What's his name? Uh, Mark Mark, Mark Feuerstein. <laughs> How's that pronounced? Hi, I'm Mark Feuerstein, and I play Dr. Hank Lawson on Royal Payne. Um, yeah, but I wanted to I wanted to sh- send you this. Do you have your texts open? I want your reaction live on the podcast. Okay, yeah, text me. So he Instagrams this. This is what he Instagrammed yesterday. Was it a picture of that. us being like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> <laughs> no, click it. Click that so you can read the caption. Wait, I can't. Uh, oh, here it is. Instagram post by Mark Feuerstein, May 30th, 2007. Okay, I'm opening it up. Oh! <laughs> read it. Read it. My daughter, Lila, at the Museum of Ice Cream. <laughs> no, Mark! He's royal Pains! Royal Pains. Royal, royal Pains. I got to tell you, he wasn't a Royal Pain. He was oh, a nice guy. He no, seemed like he a nice was, guy. I he didn't seemed talk like a nice guy. We did not talk to him. All I wanted to do was go up to him and like say like I love In Her Shoes. It's my favorite movie of all time. Who, so who was he in? Her, who was he in In Her Shoes? Because you was said Tony this Collette's to me, love interest. and so did Julianne. Julianne was like Lindsay. He is more iconic for In Her Shoes. I was like, Ugh, only you he, and Bobby would say this. He is Tony Collette's love interest. So Tony Collette is thinks she's in love with the like uh, Terry Hatcher's hot ex husband from Desperate Housewives, but then he cheats on her with Cameron Diaz, her sister, and uh-huh. then she sorts like accidentally falls for like. The dopey uh, associate at her law firm. God, why didn't I get a selfie with this guy? What's wrong with me? What was you I know, doing? It was a wedding. You can't take selfies with who's at weddings. Ugh, it was like an intimate not? personal event. Why not? I would have been like, I love your work. And I just would have said that. <laughs> I love your work. I've never seen Royal Pains. Said, I've seen Ugh. the DVD cover of In Her Shoes. Um, <laughs> I would have said eight seasons, baby. Eight seasons. I just looked it up on his on Twitter. <laughs> eight seasons, baby. Okay, we've spent too much time talking about Mark uh, Feuerstein. Hi, I'm Mark Feuerstein, and I play Dr. Hank Lawson on Royal Pains. And his I mean, going to L.A. I as almost... well, because it's left and right with these people. You, like, you literally can't, like, take a shit without seeing a fucking who. Like, it's ridiculous. Who else did I see? Did I see? Oh, oh, God. We have to tell this story. Who? We were getting drinks oh, with a friend. Oh, I saw Bill Hader also. That was weird. You didn't tell me that? Yeah, well, it was embarrassing because my friend was like, there's a celebrity. And I turned around and I was like, made direct eye contact <laughs> with him. I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> um. So I, this is a controversial celebrity sighting because I'm convinced I saw the celebrity Three out of four people at the table uh, think I'm wrong. One out of four people, aka myself, thinks I'm right. We sat next to we sat next to allegedly allegedly Jonathan Lipnicki of Jerry Maguire no, fame. I was at this table. <laughs> I, I was no, here. I know. It was not him. I did. I did maybe like a quadruple. I promise take. you it was him. I did. I a, promise like, you it was him. It was not him. It was not him. It was not him. It wasn't. It wasn't. I still think it was him. It was on him. What's great is that whoever this Jonathan Lipnicki lookalike was, his his dinner guest, this older woman, was using her um, cell phone flashlight oh. to look at the menu. So not only could I not stop looking at him because I was trying to see if Bobby was right, which he wasn't, the woman was like flashing me in the face. She kept like, flashing that light. <laughs> and I think she kept... I was like, kept... why don't you flash it on your dinner date so I can get a better look at his face? No, I'm telling you, I got a good enough look at his face and no. it was Jonathan Lipnicki from no. Jerry Maguire and no. God knows what else. 
No, we were at the table with like other people who would know. And it wasn't. It was. It you was were a little. You were a little celebrity happy. We were having dinner. We were having drinks. Because I never on... see celebrities, Lindsay. I'm. I never see them. Okay, this is too long. Coming up, coming up on Who Weekly, um, an interview with the one, the only Ashley I. Have you been watching The Bachelorette at all? I just watched the premiere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same. I'm not caught up, but the second se- second episode looked wild. The second episode did look wild, but I did watch the first episode, and I was annoyed that that Wabu guy got a rose. I gotta say, I'm holding out for Bachelor in Paradise, so that is my favorite show. I like it much better than both Bachelor and Bachelorette. I've come to terms with my own with myself. I'm I've accepted that about myself. Okay, yeah, but Lindsay, it's I. How many times do I have to introduce Ashley I? No, you just did, but I'm just I was just asking if you'd see, fine. Okay, Ashley I, <laughs> thank you for doing this podcast. Enjoy her, and thank you, Mark Feuerstein. Feuerstein. Oh, do you think he'll be on the podcast? Oh, I could. I could email him. Hey, great wedding. Great wedding. Uh, so much fun. Thank you for the invite. Can uh, we, we get gave you email we gave from you Mike Feuerstein? Hope you got our gift. Um, but could you give us Mark Feuerstein's email address? Also, is that how you pronounce his name? Thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm Mark Feuerstein, and I play Dr. Hank Lawson on Royal Pain. I have no shame. I'm more than happy to, to reach out and ask for Mike, Mark Feuerstein. I know you're going to do it right now. Okay. Ashley, I. On the show today, we're super excited in honor of the uh, premiere of the ba- this season of The Bachelorette, which I'm very excited very excited about. Oh. We have none other than my favorite uh, Bachelorette of all, uh, Ashley I. Welcome. No, that's fine. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. You, I will say, like, this is not even me. Just I have a little bit of a face blindness problem, so a lot of contestants, you guys like gel together for me, right? Like, it's it's hard for me to have. It's hard to be memorable for me. I watch a lot of shows about a lot, like a lot of reality TV. And so I will say like, you are definitely one of the more memorable contestants on Bachelorette. I think you know that. Well, thank you. That is so nice. <laughs> I don't know. I always say that like when you, when you look at everybody's follow count, I'm kind of in the middle of it. There's a lot of girls more popular than me on social media. Wait, do you find that there's like a, what's the correlation between the type of person you are on the show and your follow count? Are like winners higher follower counts or how does that work? Now I'm curious. Um, well, winners definitely have higher follower counts. And, you know, the top three always have a lot. I wasn't in those, so I guess I'm kind of out of that equation. But don't you feel like but, you made like, enough drama to get a higher follower? You definitely... Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you... T- like, Amanda Stanton and Becca, they were both on two shows, and they got pretty far. But then I was on three... And I don't have nearly as much as they do. <laughs> yeah. Who has the most? Who has the most followers of anyone you've noticed on Instagram? God, I'm trying to think of JoJo, I think. JoJo, JoJo. That makes sense. That's yeah. true. And you know what? It's just so sad. Did you guys see that episode of um, Black Mirror? Yeah. Where oh, the f- they're judging people yes. based on Bryce Dallas. Okay. Yes, with Bryce Dallas Howard. Is that how you feel? <laughs> yes, that's how I sound right now. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, we like, all do I it. Comparison. No, but like. Can, this is a good way to get into it. Your business, your life, how you make money, what you do is based off these numbers, not right. in a, not in an inconsequential way, right? I mean, that's let's be real. It's like, like I'm not making money off of my Instagram account, <laughs> and I'm paying attention to my follower right. count. Right. So, know? how does that? How do you <laughs> oh. think about that? Like, what it goes through your mind? How do you how do you reconcile that? This number does mean your livelihood to you in a way. In a way, it's like nice bonus cash, but like for me, actually, it it means more because 
I feel like I went to school for broadcast journalism and I'm kind of the past nine months have really kind of made some good amounts of strides in that department. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I'm afraid that if one of my bachelor contestants, like I'm trying, I'm trying to do this well, I don't really care if they're making more money off their Instagram ads, but I care if they're going to take future hosting jobs away from me. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that's going to, you know, keep me going in the long run. That's my career. Mm-hmm. So it stresses me out to think that somebody else could be chosen solely because they may reach more people on social media. And then they're crappy on camera. <laughs> yeah. <Right. that's>, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Bachelor, there's a lot of editing that goes on. You could really be crappy on camera mm-hmm. if if you just were on The Bachelor and it's got a good, funny edit, and you're not actually like that in real mm-hmm. life. I've seen that many right. times. Mm-hmm. That's that's not always right. a, that's always a story that you hear about the right. about the the production that they change things in post of to make course. it seem like to so all everyone fits a particular archetype. All those like stuff. silly boop boop sounds when someone's supposed to be like stupid or <laughs> funny or you know like whatever you know whatever they do to you essentially. But I guess we can. That, that gets us to one of the facts we need to know about you, which is on our list, is that you have a master's degree in broadcast journalism. Right. Can you tell us about, I like, do. How, did, um, how did you go about choosing that career path? And then, like, what at what point did the opportunity to be on The Bachelor appear? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So, basically, <laughs> how far back do you want me to go? When you After you had finished undergrad, what brought you to a master's in broadcasting? Yeah, because Bobby and I are both, like, longtime bloggers, too. So, we definitely have dabbled in that world. I definitely didn't get my master's in journalism, but I majored in it in college. And I remember as soon as blogs happened, I was like, oh, I guess I don't have to do this anymore or, <laughs> you know, go to school for this anymore because it changed, you know, everything. Right. So, I was a media arts major in undergrad Mm -hmm. and I during my last year at JMU I was like um I really like this video journalism class a lot so that's what I kind of switched from thinking that I would go into music industry because that was my minor and I loved that and then go into broadcast journalism and it wasn't until like a year and a half after graduation where I had like your classic shitty like post-grad job, like assistant job where I entered a contest to report from the red carpet, uh, the blue carpet of catch me if you can. <laughs> the Broadway opening. Oh, the Broadway, the Broadway opening. Broadway premiere of, it. of course the Broadway premiere of catch me if you can. Yes. <laughs> and it was a contest that whoever submitted like the most well put together, well presented, most creative video. Oh my goodness. One this contest and I got to go and like, I got to do little interviews with Hugh Jackman and stuff on the red carpet and it was cool. It was really cool, but they gave me a flip cam and I was so, so embarrassed to be asking questions. With the flip cam. With the flip cam. That's a very specific year that brings back to me. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was was 2011. I think. Yeah. Flip cams were like around for about Mm. two years and everyone was like, your phone's better than this, you know? And everyone was like, Oh, Oh, there we go. Totally. So is it yeah. weird that the ba- going on The Bachelor has now kind of brought you back to a place where you're you're still qualified to do these hostings, but now you have this other angle in which you are qualified mm-hmm. in a way where you're known, you know, but you also well, have this experience. Kind of like a beautiful mix yeah. um, that I made there. Yeah, I applied for The Bachelor. I put in my audition tape, sent it in a couple of weeks before graduating from Syracuse with my master's and I was like 
Um, I'm hoping this is Jeff home and I hope I get it on, I get on this season. I thought that like I'd send in my tape and then I'd be casted and like shooting within six weeks, but I actually didn't hear back from them for nine months. And I heard from the casting producers on April fool's day, 2000, was it 12? That's like great. That's so rude of them. It wasn't 12. I'm ridiculous. Um, it was, I, it was 14. Yeah. 2014. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was April fool's day. And I was like, you gotta be joking me. Not you wait nine months and you call me an April fool's day. That seems like a very sadistic move that know, they're like very true. into and doing. And since then your life has never been the same basically. Yeah. My friends, my friends were like, there's no way you're definitely kidding with us. This is April fool's. I'm like, Nope, I could show you my call log. <laughs> So after you get the call, you're on the show. There's no other additional process. No, there there certainly is. So that was April, mm-hmm. and then they <laughs> they asked me to come in to like they travel around the world, you know, around the world. Yeah. Oh, well, they don't travel around the world. They travel <laughs> around the country. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to about 15 to 20 cities, I think, mm-hmm. each year looking for people. And I don't even know how many people really come from those casting calls because I was. What they do with those casting calls, though, is they do they find tapes that they really like, like from people like me, and then they tell us to go meet them at these cities. Mm -hmm. So the closest city to me was Baltimore. So two weeks after that call, I went to Baltimore and I felt bad because it's really obvious when you're there the people that they're interested in and who they're not. Right. They're like, Ashley, oh, hi. Okay, you come to this line and you go into that room. And the rest of the people are just like, oh, I'm just going to hang around for a couple hours and wait in a couple lines. Oh. What an experience. <laughs> what a stressful experience. I mean, so, okay, and then you're on the show, which is goes really well, obviously, because they ask you to be on Bachelor in Paris, which was then in its second season, right? Because you were on second and third season. I'm right, right? Right. Yes, okay. Yep. And so you had seen first season of Bachelor in Paradise. What were your thoughts on Bachelor in Paradise? (laughs) What what did you think you were getting yourself into? I think that everybody was like, uh, I didn't really enjoy Paradise season one. And I definitely didn't plan on doing it, as everybody will say their first time around. Nobody plans on doing Paradise. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I guess it was at my Women Tell All. Oh, actually, it was probably when I was eliminated from The Bachelor, where I was just like, I had so much fun. I made so many friends. Like, this was, like, just the coolest experience of my life. Yeah. I'm going to do this again and make sure I just, I'm just going to make sure I can do this again. I'm definitely going to do Paradise. Uh, and so you do it twice. And I don't know if you've actually said, are you doing it again? Or is it? Have no. You, you've not, you're not going back to Paradise? <laughs> I cannot go back to Paradise. Are Too sh- much Paradise for one sure? person. <laughs> Oh, I love. Yes, I don't blame you at um, all. I love Bachelor in Paradise. So. You mentioned. That I you- think that you can really only do it three times, being classy. You know, I mean, <laughs> no, Nick had a respect Nick had to a you, Paul. Respectfully, that's a good word. You no, can only yeah. do it three times respectfully. Yeah, and no, then good for Nick, you. Nick had a hall pass on that rule. Well, it ended up being a good thing for him, but who knows what even could happen? Like that was lucky for him because he was almost, yeah. you know, that was almost bad. I think <laughs> it was like a lot. <laughs> Um, you mentioned that you made so many friends when you were filming the first, first bachelor. That's something that Lindsay and I are so fascinated and obsessed with. Yes. The fact that like, we know it isn't the case, but if you judged 
like former bachelor, current bachelor contestants based solely on their Instagrams. It's like the only people they hang out in the entire world are yeah. other bachelor. Do you have other friends, right? You have other friends, right? <laughs> I do have okay. other friends. You've a good you have a good base of people that aren't you weren't on TV with. I want to make sure. Right. Okay. But also we the- just happen to be at very photogenic places with our bachelor friends. Right. So explain to me what is the off season like? Because what I love about The Bachelor is when people, when when contestants are showing up on each other's shows and people are like, why is this happening? It's like, okay, well, clearly you guys are sliding into each other's DMs and like meeting up and then talking and then that happens. A little bit of the fourth wall was broken. So now I want to know like exactly what it's like behind the scenes in terms of like, do you guys all hang out at these events? But like, what is it like to hang out with all these other people that have had this experience too? I feel like there's like some secret element to our personalities that the casting producers and then the regular producers kind of just detect in casting because we all get, we have this, we all socialize the very, like very similar. We just all get along very well for the most part, you know, like I'd say 80%. Everybody just gets along really well. We just really enjoy being around each other and and I felt that when I was in the bachelor house, I was like, I've never felt so happy being so social because I was always that girl who thought, oh, I could never be in a sorority. I could never be with girls like 24 seven like that. But for some reason it was so fun. <laughs> and I, and I don't think it would have been like that in college. I just think that they really are able to gather people with similar personalities, which, which is weird. Cause like know. it's a competition. So, you know, everyone's like not here to make friends or whatever, but you ended up being there to make friends and you made friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess, I mean, do you got, do you feel like everyone gets along also because you have this thing in common, this once in a lifetime experience that no one else can really relate to? Like you guys all went through this weird, some not traumatic, but unusual, unusual experience yeah. that you can all share and talk about that no one else really can understand. It's possible that there's, an element of that that bonds us together but I also think that um what was I gonna say wait can you repeat the question one more time I guess more like is it is it that you guys all have this thing in common this this thing okay, on no, the okay. show so yeah here's, here's what I was gonna say yeah I feel like it's kind of like any other sorority and fraternity where we we all know some each other and we're all so connected that there's always something to talk about. And I guess there's always something kind of to gossip about. Yeah. So because you just have the same crew, it it bonds you together. I don't know. Like everything is like one degree of separation. Right. And like you're... actually, like we've all kissed somebody one degree of separation. Well, I mean, of course, that's literally like how that the, the ties that bond you are like kissing each, each other at different points in time yeah. on television, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and yeah. your, your co-podcast host, your co-host on your podcast is a producer. So are you, mm-hmm. is, is that you met her obviously through the show? Are you guys also close with the producers outside the show mm-hmm. in that way? Uh, yes. We're very <laughs> close to the producers. That is very close. a little scandalous. Not only is, well, it's we get so close to them because we're forced to be vulnerable with them. We're really forced to like talk about our deepest feelings <laughs> <laughs> and memories. And um, it's just funny. Like yesterday, yeah, Naz is on my podcast, 
and then I was out with another bachelor producer last night too. Yeah. We're really, we're really tight with them. Actually, there have been, there have been seasons where it's just like, oh, I don't even want to hang out with the cast right now. Can I just please hang out with the producers? Because I feel like they understand me better. So they're like the normal, the normalist people of the people when you are shooting. Those are the, those, or they make, they're, it's funny because then they want you to think that too because they want you to talk to them. Yeah, like that's, you're, what, that's how it's seeming like to me. But it's like, but if it ex- extends beyond just the shooting of the show, then it seems like more of a genuine I know. Meanwhile, I'm just right. like, they're just, yeah. They're natural, good people, person, people. They're people, people. Yeah. And they're really easy to talk to. They know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask what, so people really like you. Um, like you have a very good um, reputation when it comes to like, standings yeah, among you're other not a villain. contestants. Right, you're not a villain is what I'm trying to get at. Oh, thank you. What is your when people come up to you and recognize you, what is their reaction generally? Yeah, what do you what do you get? What do what do normal people say to you when when they see you? They're usually just like Ashley. This is a really <laughs> weird then they'll be like this is a really weird question. Were you on the bachelor? Very Stuff weird. Like <laughs> this is a really no, weird. No, and question. I'm like no, of course not. It's not a weird question. Yeah. Yes, I was. <laughs> And then they take a yes, selfie. Yes, that's me. That's what's so weird is like when you're like, that's me. <laughs> and then when you're out with other bachelor people, I can't imagine because you are a lot. You people must just flop. I mean, it's crazy because you hang yeah. out together. That must drive people insane. They're like seeing everyone on from TV all together. I love talking to fans. Not everybody loves it as much as I do. Yeah. but I think it's so fun. It's like I was I was like a fangirl for life. Yeah. Like I'm the ultimate fangirl of like all things. So I, if I wasn't in this Bachelor fam, I would be the ones going up and like freaking out if I saw them. Yeah. <laughs> who was like a, who was a celebrity you would freak out if you saw on the street? Yeah. Like who a, are you, what are you, like who a, are you a fan of? Like you, someone who's unique to you, you think? Um, well, I mean, obviously Harry Styles. He, <laughs> I, Same. that's what I would really, really freak out because like, I think I'd be allowed to be a fangirl because he's just kind of unattainable that I wouldn't even be trying to date him. But like my celebrity crushes, like other than Harry, who's like definitely number one is Scott Eastwood and Ryan Phillippe. Oh. Um, Milo Ventimaglia. Oh, these are people that you could meet. I feel like Ryan Phillippe is like available. Are you kidding? Go to some like <laughs> TV guide award Every- show once and you could meet right. Vilo- Milo Ventimiglia. I, I can't went say at the movie thing. awards last week or <laughs> last on Sunday, I was at the MTV Movie Awards, and he was there. Of course, but I didn't. I didn't try. I was just too lazy. It was too cold, and my heels hurt too bad. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm sure you'll get another chance. I have a feeling. I know. I only say that because I know I will. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just weird that you're the- you're like fangirling over people that yes, Harry Styles in, is in like another realm, mm-hmm. but like you yeah. know, two realms down and not in a negative way just in a realistic way these are the people you are going to see when you do events like this which you will do for your normal life and you'll see them and talk to them i know it's so great i basically (laughs) ryan Phillippe is my only one i haven't run into i think i'm freaking him out he's friends with one of our producers he he knows that he knows i'm a fan he tweets (laughs) he'll he'll you'll get there he's not bad i'm sure he he loves it too he thinks he's hilarious i think so don't worry i don't think you have to worry (laughs) about that um so we we briefly mentioned uh instagram spawn con earlier but yeah. Lindsay and i also another thing Lindsay and i just love 
is Instagram SponCon. Like it. if Lindsay and I could make our livings off of just doing Instagram SponCon, we would do it gladly. I don't even need to get paid. Shameless, <laughs> like just hand me some diet tea and I will take a hundred photos of it and I love it. tell everyone that I love it. And I just want to, I'm wondering how long it takes to get comfortable with the fact that like you do this now. <laughs> like I'm sure the first time you do Instagram SponCon, it's a little awkward, but then it just kind of becomes like this fact of your social feed. I also do how love when happen? I can tell that like all of the bachelors are people are doing the same type of SponCon or the same product because clearly they like you know put you guys in a bunch and it's and they want like a kind of vibe so that everyone's talking about it. like one time you guys all did Candy Crush so like everyone I follow from The Bachelor was like doing yeah. Candy Crush I was like wow everyone's playing Candy Crush today like, <laughs> but I loved it because it felt like this 360 it's of the best. watching how everyone interpreted how to do the ad killed me because I it showed people's personalities and what they think a good ad is which like that's is really funny the best thing ever you say that yeah <laughs> Some of them, some of the people like did Ugh. not do a good job. Some people with their did ads. not do a good job. Do you guys talk about that amongst each other? It's like, oh, did you get the Candy Crush ad? Are you gonna? What are you gonna do for that? Do you, do you talk about that? No, we don't really talk about our concepts very well. <laughs> but if I ever like drag Jared into one of them, I'm always like, you're gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like we'll get more views, or it'll be, you know, that's like that's a big, you know, that's also kind of a strategy in a way because like someone else from the show is a get for this for whatever brand you're you're doing i mean one time you did you did a, a, a spawn con that very much sticks out on my mind is you are like doing something for some brand that now i forget so obviously it didn't do that an amazing job but you're like wearing like beauty and the beast underwear and you're like tell me exactly <laughs> what the deal is with that one i need to know <laughs> what happened oh that was for dr Fatoff. oh amazing that was yeah. for dr. Fatoff. what is that <laughs> There is a cool sculpting. There cool is a med spa around here, and I did cool sculpting. I love that. it. How did it work? <laughs> did it work? How did it work? Yeah, um, was it? What? I, I see a difference. Yeah, it's pretty good. I definitely see a difference more on my back than I did on my knees. I just love that you did that. That <laughs> was like the best thing ever because that was truly stand out. They also do um, like cellulite laser, and there's been a huge difference in that. <laughs> Dr. Fatoff, they know what they're doing. Yeah. I just like cracked up when I saw that because I was like, you're, you were working in all of your angles in terms of like what the themes of, of it was, it was really, really well done. I, I stopped. I definitely looked at it. I was like, amazing. Good, good spot. Thank you. <laughs> really good um, of course, those are the ones you get a lot of flack for. Of they're course. like, you have a beautiful body. Don't you feel bad about yourself? You shouldn't be having to do that stuff. I'm like, I. You're like, I got paid. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I mean, like, I really don't. I did it. And if it works, then my fat's going to be melted off. <laughs> I see zero problem here. Win, win. <laughs> do you do you even read comments anymore at this point? Yeah, you should Like, read. I'm sure, I'm sure Bachelor I contestants did. get the meanest comments. Yeah. Because you get so, when it's a reality um, celebrity, you get, like, so invested in, like. I know. People really personally. know a lot about you. I know you know that, but, like. People really do. Oh, I guess. It was really funny. I was at I was at a concert a couple of days ago and they were like, Where's your sister? And I was like, Oh, she's at home taking care of the dog. She's they're like, Ethel and I was like, Yep, that's my dog. <laughs> I mean, it's weird when you share these things, people really remember. And especially because you have a podcast and you, you like freely talk. And I think you probably end up giving away more information than you even think on a daily basis. Yeah. So and then the people, super fans, super fans will parrot that back to up. you. Yeah. They love it. Um, but that brings us to our, that brings us to our, our last thing people need to know about you, which, which is you have a podcast. Yeah, tell us about your podcast. I don't get it. Can you tell us about it? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I can tell you about it. It's the, it's really fun. Um, it's my sister and my best friend and I, and we talk about things that we don't get. Um, we mostly don't get men and dating in the millennial age. Uh-huh. Um, most, you know, about 50% of podcast episodes will be able to be about that. Um, just for example, the, and then, um, the one that I just was editing that'll go up next Tuesday was about virginity stories and how you lost your V card. And I find those fascinating all the time because I haven't <laughs> experienced that milestone. Yeah. So I think it's really fun to listen to other people's awkward moments. So we did one with that. And then I talk about like some of, you know, some of my own personal sexual experiences. When you, <laughs> and- when you get a boyfriend, do you feel like you're going to lose a lot of like content? Cause I feel like you, you really, your singleness, like you really like, that's part of your brand. I, oh my gosh. I, it's like you want to so get a boyfriend, funny. but what you if you that. get one, then you're going to have to, wait, you'll give up all this, you know, what are you going to do? I, mean, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> so that's, it's so funny. I was talking to Olivia Cartier, um, you know, from, Ben season oh, the yeah. other day and mm-hmm. she's like I feel like my brand is being she also has a podcast and she's like I feel like my brand is being single now and I was like you're preaching to the choir <laughs> I mean it's I wild. don't know what I'm it's wild do. what that I mean I it's can't imagine true. what that would do to you psychologically when it's like this is what millions of people know you for well just like it's I know when you're when your topic is like the bachelor and single and talking about men and da da da. Then when you get a boyfriend, you, it's like, I guess you have to talk either about your boyfriend who maybe doesn't want you to talk about him or like stop talking about being single. And then people are like, why would you talk about being single? You have boyfriend and you, you can't really talk about this anymore, which I think I know like then you really can't get the sympathy of your listeners. I know. My thing is that I'm relatable and that like I'm self-deprecating and I make fun of the fact that I'm forever single. And if I were to get a boyfriend, everything would be like, what? Right. Doesn't make sense anymore. My agent even said like, you know, let's milk the single thing. Like, don't know what's going to (laughs) happen if you get a relationship. That's what I'm saying. I get your agent. I get. Would you have to hide? Would you have to have a secret boyfriend? You'd have to have a secret boyfriend. You have to be, make it secret. That's doable. Yeah. Yeah, so, unless he was like a bachelor family member, nobody would give a crap. Well, nobody that's, would want him in my life. that's my last question, I think. Or like, do you feel like you're destined to date a bachelor family member at this point because these are the people that get you or that you, you know, you're in this? I together. don't know. I am. I'm not necessarily for. Not necessarily against it. But there's. I've definitely dated the ones that I've wanted to date from the past. <laughs> so it'd all be determined on the kind of guys in Rachel's bunch. Do you look at the lineup and you're like, hmm, interesting? <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I love it. I was like, I wonder if he's off yet, so I can slide into his DMs. I really am rooting for you for all the for Rachel's castoffs. Oh well, thanks. Um, I like Alex. He's the Russian. Oh, I haven't even looked at the lineup yet. The lineup I just saw the out. guys that were on her. The men tell all of the last, or the women tell all that. Oh no, they did that no, like no. premiere or whatever. Watch Ellen because Peter and Alex they were on a date at Ellen. Oh, and there, there are six guys. Let me see. Revealed Alex. on Ellen. Oh, I like him too. Football player. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. great. laughs> sounds good. Yeah. And Peter, also hot. Okay, good. So we'll have to check in with you when they get kicked off. See how it goes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Peter, personal trainer. Oh, I like him, too. Yeah. Everyone's in L.A., <laughs> I'm sure, too. So it's oh, and he's a volunteer at Make-A-Wish, so he's a nice guy. Oh, good. Sounds Aww, great. Oh, that's nice. You're all set. <laughs> I haven't looked at him like that in depth yet. I just saw him on Ellen, and I was like, rare. <laughs> 
Um, sounds great. I can't wait to hear what happens next. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us. This was yeah. really, really fun. Um, and uh, best of luck that Peter and Alice get kicked off yeah, right I'm away. Yeah, I'm really rooting for you that they are the first to go. Thanks, guys. And not because they're crazy, just for some other reason. Um, and good luck with the podcast. And, yeah. um, and thank you. Thanks again for thank being you. on Thank you. Check it out. This was great. Yeah, for and sure. And all you people listening, I don't get it podcast. Just talk about guys. Yeah, talk and about why guys. they suck and why they're wonderful <laughs> and why we love them, but also why we hate them. Yeah. Are you going to keep blogging and recapping? I do Access Hollywood. I do at them every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I do Access Hollywood recap on the live show and then usually it gets on the PM show as well. And then All I right. do their Facebook live. Amazing. And I'll also be doing interviews with some of the cast for Clever TV. And I have my weekly Cosmopolitan recap oh my god who needs bachelor in paradise you are booked up you don't even need that show you're good (laughs) (laughs) it gets to be busy during the bachelorette season for sure amazing well thank you so much again thank you later thanks a lot bye ashley (laughs) bye Bye, guys what was she wearing where was she seen she posted what on instagram She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? So, Lindsay, what's Rita up to this week? And I know the answer to that. This isn't one of those things where I'm like expecting you to read Daily Mail headlines I have not yet scrolled through. We know what Rita's up to. I just feel like I'm not even going to open my browser and go to my Google alert for Rita Ora because I feel like I've been inundated with her because she finally did something. She did something. And she did a good thing. She did a thing that got a lot of press, too. She did. She released her single, her song, her first song in like, I don't know, a thousand years or something. Um something close it was i think like 750 years yeah okay her first song in 750 years it's called your song the song written by ed sheeran and boy you can tell it's written by ed sheeran it is like um, a it's like a catchy plink plonk plink type you of song keep calling it a plink plonk song it's like it's plink a catchy plonk. it's a catchy plink plonk song with like um weird like allusions to sex that aren't sexy at all like the least sexy depictions of sex i want to say i don't love i don't love the verses but i think the chorus is rather sweet um let me read it okay not the pre-chorus as genius refers to it which is i know what disgusting. you're gonna read i know you're gonna read no i'm i know i'm being yeah I, this is me being earnest right now okay no, but okay um i don't want to hear sad songs anymore i only want to hear love songs I found my heart up in this place tonight. I don't want to sing mad songs anymore. I only want to sing your song because your songs got me feeling like I'm in love. 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 Like that's, that's the joke. That's funny. But I think it's kind of a sweet, it's a, you know, like Alanis Morissette. It was cute, but. It's cute. The number one thing that basically if you were like Lindsay, Rita Ora is coming out with a song. What is the worst thing that could happen the day that Rita Ora comes out with a song? The first, I would say a terrorist attack. The second, I would okay. say. Oh, The second, okay. wait, I'm not done. The second, I would I say. I know what you're going to say. Carly Rae Jepsen comes out with a song the same fucking day. And. Just ruins her. Just ruins her moment. the best song I've ever heard in my entire life. There's no exaggeration there. It is a perfect song. <laughs> and Rita Ora's cutesy plink plonk plink song, fine, passable song, 
quickly goes from the top of my list to literally I'm playing Carly Rae Jepsen's new song 45 times and then Rita Ora's song once and then Carly Rae again 45 times. Um, it is funny imagining like being in the universe of Rita Ora's new hit single, Your Song, and being in a room with Rita and she's like, uh, I play your song and then you put on Cut to the Feeling. <laughs> I mean, I just, that is my song. It's such a good song. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They came out it's the incredible. same day. I know a lot of songs come out on Fridays. It's like a whole thing. But I've never been more like embarrassed than like when they both dropped the same time. And I was like, wow, all of my interests are aligning. And yet Rita is going to lose out once again. The one day I was going to pay full attention to her. I can't. Because of Carly. Yeah. Because of Carly. Because of Carly Rae's new song from the iconic unreleased animated feature about ballet dancing in Paris. Where she plays what? A janitor, right? A garbage man? (laughs) What does she play? I think she plays like a garbage man. Are you the caretaker? Yes. And you can stay with me until you get on your feet. <laughs> but like, didn't you have this song? Didn't you have a clip of the song with like the, with no, like the text from that's the, why I wasn't from the trailer? I mean, obviously, songs are better when they don't have like voiceover over them. Are they from, better like, when they the don't have voiceover? Version. <laughs> but I was, I had forgotten how good this song was because I, because the version that we had was like ripped from like the European DVD of this movie, where like you can hear dialogue in the background. So between Carly Rae's iconic verses, you hear some kid being like, "That's my girlfriend," or like, "I'm in Paris," and then it's Carly Rae singing, you know, the best song ever released. So that sort of muddied the water a little bit. Um, I will say, Carly, uh, not Carly. Two more things about Rita, and then we can end this episode. Three things, actually. It's number four in the UK. So here's some data. Let's examine this data. Sure. Rita Ora, Your Song, came out last Friday. Sure. Rita Ora only has... Rita Ora has... Your Song has 3,078,000 views. Your Song official lyric video on YouTube. That's good. Uh 3,078,000. Carly Rae Jepsen has 1.2 million. So Carly Rae Jepsen has fewer than Rita. Um, Less than 50% of Rita's view count. Mm -hmm. But what I find really interesting is that Rita Ora has a higher view count with fewer subscribers by far. Carla Rae Jepsen has 2.7 million subscribers and only 1.2 million listens on Cuts of the Feeling. Rita Mm -hmm. Ora has only 70,000 subscribers and 3 million views. Mm -hmm. Rita's doing better promo. That's Rita's, thing one. Rita's doing better promo. Well, That's thing this, one. This That's Carly, it's not off. It's not her first single off a new album. Rita's is. It's like a throwaway from a show. You know, Carly really only has like 10 very fervent fans if you break it down. <laughs> so like all those listens are me, you know? <laughs> um. Okay, but listen. Number two. This is the second thing. <laughs> yeah. I went to the iTunes reviews. I love oh. this review. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Love it. Five stars. Great to have her back. <laughs> great to have her back back. um last thing i want to talk about before we end the episode great to have her back Uh, um, we should make we should make new merch that just has her face and says great to have have her her back back. (laughs) (laughs) okay last thing Lindsay, you probably didn't hear about this because we were on a plane or like busy Uh you know obsessing over mark feuerstein 
she ha- she dropped another song over the weekend at the Radio One Music no, Festival. No, she didn't. No, she, she didn't. did, but she only performed it re- only performed it live. I put okay. a link in here so you can listen to it. Wait, but it's oh called no. it's called it's called Girls. And so she oh had this no. stranger there called Ray, who I guess is famous in the UK. Ray R A Y E. And this is how she introduced it. Quote: I transcribed this. <laughs> Charlie XCX is featured on it, but I think she wrote it because it sounds very Charlie XCX. Listen uh-huh. how she introduced it. She says, uh-huh. this is called Girls, and it's about all my girls. So that's the concept of the song. This is the chorus. If you thought your song had a bad chorus or a bad chorus proper, not I never bad said it was pre-chorus. bad. <laughs> I like the pre-chorus. Anyway, listen. Sometimes I just want to kiss girls, girls, girls. Red wine, I just want to kiss girls, girls, girls. Sometimes I just want to kiss girls, girls, girls. Red wine, I just want to kiss girls, girls, girls. So she made it seem like it was going to be this, you know, like feminist anthem about like wanting to be with your How did red wine make it into but then that suddenly, song? But then it turns into the choruses about like, when I'm drunk, I like to kiss girls. That's wild. Yeah. False advertising. I mean, Rita's, you know, that sounds like a Charlie song, to be honest to me. Uh, wait till, also, it's kind of sad because the crowd reacts with a little more excitement whenever she surprises them by pulling out Carly. It's a little sad. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> I got, got Carly on the brain. Charlie and Rita are friends. Charlie and Rita are friends. I think. No, she says they, she said she calls her her best friend. Oh, best friend. Are we done here? Or do you have any other commentary about Carly Rae Jepsen? No, that's for my other podcast. <laughs> Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's. Thank you to Ashley I for talking to us. Um, <laughs> at all. At all, I know. Thank you to just... Royal Pains for like, you know, in not uh, calling the police or something when I <laughs> looked at him for an hour straight or something. Thank you, Royal Pains, for not getting mad <laughs> at us every time we look at you and then like giggle. And definitely yell, um, like, royal pains a few times in your Thank direction. you to royal pains for not getting upset when I feel like we openly were on your IMDb page within Thank 10 feet of you. Thank you to royal pains for eight wonderful seasons. <laughs> <laughs> eight wonderful seasons of royal pains. And truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being in in her shoes. Best movie of all time. Um Okay. And I think that's it. I'm delusional, Lindsay. (laughs) Um, Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 You or Jayla? Yeah. Yeah. They want to know. Hey. 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 I want to be famous. Hi. I'm Mark Feuerstein, and I play Dr. Hank Lawson on Royal Pain. That was a HeadGum Podcast.